Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Full Money. Welcome to Motley Full Money, the podcast that I hoped would never come. At least not this episode. Podcast in general, I love. The Bitcoin Harsh. episode. All right, you jumped in already. Unbol- this is going to be the story of this episode, I'm pretty sure. Of course, he <laughs> is Andrew Page, the founder of Crypto Exchange. No, the founder of... Um, um, what, do you, what does strawman.com do again? Uh, we're, we're a uh, online private investment club. Apparently, this private is Private online investment club, whatever you prefer. And uh, yeah, head, check it out, strawman.com. He is also a Bitcoin enthusiast, a Bitcoin acolyte, a Bitcoin evangelist. He is a man who believes deeply in all things crypto. Isn't that right? <laughs> You're, 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 you've, I can see the uh, style that you've started off with. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing for my myself. Own, for my own amusement to get me through this next uh, hour or so, I'm going to try and make it fun. Uh, but I also want to do is have a serious conversation about Bitcoin because it is still not quite the uh, excitement it used to be, mate. And these things are, these things are fascinating. The, uh, the ups and downs of different investment. I, you know, the buy now, pay later questions we used to get back in the day, the gold questions, you know, the, these things come and go in, in waves. Uh, maybe that gives the true believers an opportunity when no one's talking about it, when the price is down. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity there. Mate, we are going to spend the next little while talking about Bitcoin. You are a big fan and uh, I'm, I'm solidly on the fence, uh, but you're a, you're a massive fan and plenty of people want to hear from you as to why. You are a big fan of Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to spend the next little while. We have some great questions through from some of our listeners. So thank you to those who sent those questions. Some I'll incorporate in the conversation. Some I'll ask specifically, mate, because they are nice Mm -hmm. jumping off points for what we want to chat about. Um, Mm. I am going to just start with just from from the very, very beginning, mate. We did one Bitcoin episode a while back. Have a look for that in our podcast feed if you want to hear that one. We're trying to cover too much old ground, but the reality is we have new listeners or people who didn't listen to the last one or who, who want to refresh us. So... In, can you give me a layman's view? For those listeners out there who are like, I hear about it, I get it, I know it's quoted a lot, I know people are kind of interested in it, but I don't mm. really understand what Bitcoin is. Mm. Can you just do that one for me in, in a couple of minutes? What, what, how should we, th- what, what is it, what it just, not even how should we think about it, what literally is a Bitcoin or Bitcoin as a network or, or t- tell, me, tell me what is Bitcoin? It's such a big question. Like know, it's harder sorry. to think of it. And this is this is the danger with this mm-hmm. damn thing because it starts simple and it's, it's often referred to as the rabbit hole because you sort of scratch below the surface and right. it just takes you in all different areas. And right. it's different things to different people. But I think one useful way of thinking about it is as a breakthrough in computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that allows – look, I'll put it this way. Let me frame it this way at the beginning. Um, and I may have mentioned this last time, but all of us fly happily around the world in hundreds of tons of metal, mm. you know, and none of us are, well, very few of us are aeronautical engineers and, you know, pilots and really understand lift dynamics and how jet <laughs> engines work. But but we know that they do work and, and we can understand the significance of that technology and what it means for us. And so with, it's, I want to avoid the, the technology and getting into the cryptography and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think when you, this pseudonymous person or persons called Satoshi Nakamoto in 2009 released a protocol, an open source protocol that does something that's never been done before, which was create digital scarcity. So the whole thing with the internet is that we can now spin up any kind of information and make a trillion copies and send it to everyone and just basically cost watts. You know, it's, it's very easy to do. If, if there is something that's hard to get online, it's because there's been a lot of layers put between us to make it so, but they're all... They're all um, flawed. This is something as a system, which because it's decentralized, um, is absolutely um, very strong, very robust, very anti-fragile. 
that can enforce digital scarcity. And right. when you have digital scarcity, I mean, really, the, the, the only, I say the only, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, use case is money. And so that, that's what takes you in a whole other different kind of direction. And this is where I think it triggers a lot of people and people have the yeah. most um, difficulty in getting around it. And you'll see a lot of people on the fence sort of saying, well, you know, I, I think there's something really cool with blockchain technology mm -hmm. and the rest of it. But the trouble is, is that blockchain is this incredible innovation mm -hmm. that is really good for the properties that you want in a, in a digital currency, in a, in a digital money. It's actually very, very inefficient and cumbersome and costly when it comes to anything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think yeah. you, you've, had, you've, had this, you've had this, just like you and I are old enough to remember the dot-com um, mm -hmm. boom. And this, it's such a great analogy, so I'm sorry to keep using it. But, you know, we, the internet was invented and it became a thing and it became increasingly a mainstream uh, a kind of thing. And the world just ran away with it mm -hmm. as, as an idea. It led to the dot-com uh, boom and then bust. But, but it, was, it was a paradigm shift mm -hmm. and it was something that acted as a platform that a whole bunch of other stuff could be built upon. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time as that was all happening, uh, well, everyone got well, well, well ahead of themselves, which is why we had the boom and the bust. Mm -hmm. And secondly, we also had a huge amount of grift and scam and Ponzi <laughs> built <laughs> what you might call a, 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 a narrative arbitrage. It became very obvious to people that you could whack .com on the end of your company <laughs> and gain hundreds of millions in market capitalization. Yeah. Yeah. So where the parallels are here is that someone's created this thing. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's been chugging away, you know, never crashed, never been hacked for 14 years. This is the other interesting thing. Despite all the dramas and the people calling it dead, it's never, as a system, it's actually never worked better. There's never been more nodes on the network. Mm. There's never been more users on the network. There's never been the, the more value transacted on the network. All of those kinds of things have been moving wonderfully forward. But at the same time over here, you've had this Web3 and this crypto and Ethereum and all this other kind of nonsense, which mm. has really petered out and proved to actually prove a lot of the, the pessimists right because it, it was all grift and scam and, and vaporware and nothing's ever sort of come, come of it. All right. But what's interesting about Bitcoin is that it, it is, people have always tried to do Bitcoin but better, mm. but when you realize what it's trying to be mm. and it's, it's kind of a near perfect system when you think that money is just a ledger and one, you understand that the things that it's been optimized for and the, and the costs that it or the the costs that come with that have been very deliberately chosen mm. such that it works as as a as I, I'm, I'm hesitating to use the word perfect because that's that's a very strong term but it's a it's about i think we can say objectively whether or not people end up using it this way is a whole other question but objectively as a monetary system as a monetary technology and monetary whether it's gold coins or seashells is always just a technology mm. Um, as a monetary technology, it's it's like 100x better than what we've got, and it's probably about as perfect as it can be, which is a very big hyperbolic statement. I'm, so I'm, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to a couple of times try and take us back to some of the core stuff and then try and flesh out in concentric circles, and I'll fail miserably. But I want to kind of go back to – I, I want to go back even a half a step before your explanation, mate, because – you mentioned Satoshi, who is the, the the name given to the personal people who put out this white paper that kind of established the idea of Bitcoin and and started the I'll say started the ledger. Um, or if yep. started is the right word, but the Genesis block they they mined the Genesis block and many of the early blocks. There you go. For the average user, the person who might have Bitcoin in a wallet, and we'll get into those things in a minute. Um, 
I'm going to try to explain what I think Bitcoin is. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you to then to then um, to tell me whether I'm right or wrong, or, or maybe have a different perspective. So, mm-hmm. whether it's currency, whether it's an asset in terms of currency or asset in terms of something other, because it's an asset like property or shares or something else. I'm going to say it's a digital asset owned by a a certain um, in a certain wallet, which is given an alphanumeric code for better again, one a better term. And the, the record of my ownership is held on many, 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 many computers around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ledger you mentioned, a ledger for Tens those who- thousands. For that, get, get, those who don't know the, the, the term, ledger is an old fashioned word we used to give to the books of accounts. So a general ledger account you may have heard about or a, an accounts receivable ledger. It's just a summary who owes document. Who what? Sorry? We did it on. We did ten thousand years ago. We were doing it on clay tablets. Right. So a ledger is just a record yep. of a record of anything. But in this case, a record of ownership, and it's a distributed ledger. A phrase people might have heard because of the fact that ledger is replicated on those tens of thousands of computers you mentioned. And so mm-hmm. fundamentally, it's a way of saying that that thing is mine, and everyone agrees that it's mine. And there are things in the system that make sure that all of the systems agree that each transaction is is i'll say uh, and again i'm using the wrong terminology matt but bear with me for the for the layman yeah. um each transaction is effectively recorded simultaneously or near simultaneously in all the ledgers across the network so that everyone knows that they know that they know that that's mine so that, the big that idea uh, yeah so so what what that means and this this like i want to say this is the big idea behind it all but there's like 10 big ideas behind it all but one of <laughs> one of the biggest ideas behind it all is that there is no central authority there's no middleman right it's entirely peer-to-peer we can all see and be 100 percent certain mathematically that i own so many and that you own so many and that i've given you some and you've given me some there's never that's never in question mm-hmm. we, we yeah. will always have an ultimate source of truth so if you really want to get again hyperbolic yeah what it what it really is and this is this is really going to sound pretty grand but it really is the most truthful system we have ever devised mm. And I mean across all domains. Mm-hmm. Like when you, if you want to say what is truth, that something you know, there's sort of like mathematics is is the closest that we sort of get to it. And this mm-hmm. is a way of us being able to do that with some very very clever cryptography and mathematics and computer science for us to to do that. And that has actually never been done before. I don't need I don't need permission. I don't need to trust in anyone. You know, it's rules without rulers is is the key here and that's that's a very big deal okay so i do i, I know you talk about blockchain being this thing other than bitcoin but but I, i'm gonna again I, i'm not the expert but i'm trying i'm trying to make some statements or, or raise some hypotheticals or rhetoricals that you can agree with or disagree with and we'll get onto the mm-hmm. specifics in a second so the the idea of the distributed ledger means that ownership is effectively uncontested because of mm-hmm. the fact that it is mathematically proven, as you say, and then that ledger mm-hmm. is copied elsewhere so that there's, I won't say zero chance, but close, close to zero chances we think we mm-hmm. can get of, yep. of that. Because nothing's, nothing's absolute, right? Other yep. maybe the absolute truth of Bitcoin, but that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that idea of, of, I know that I own one Bitcoin. Everyone else agrees that I own one Bitcoin. So if I want to do something with that one Bitcoin, I'm going to be, I'll say, allowed to. I don't mean allowed in the trust system, as you say, but by the, mm-hmm. by the, by the reality of the maths and the, and the computer power. The system allows you to. Right. Yep. The system allows you to. Uh, make, it, give, send that Bitcoin from me to you or from me to somebody else in, in the process. So that's, and that's why, why I do want to stop on blockchain for a second is because that is the technology that was, I'll say, invented, air quotes, invented, or the protocol that was invented, the way of thinking, the way of working 
that was invented, diagnosed, created, started by Satoshi and, and others in the system. So it was a start- solution. It was a solution to a problem, right? Of of the double spend problem that you have, uh, a central authority problem, of a time stamping problem. It mm-hmm. solves all of these very big computer science problems. Yes, and so that's where the idea of a blockchain, which is a fancy, well, it's not not just, but it's effectively what most people think about is just simply a distributed ledger. That idea was a, 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 a it's not a brand new idea. Certainly, a, a, the first time it had been delivered in a full a fulsome way um, with, with a complete system that goes around it. Is that, is that fair to say? It's actually worth pointing out that Bitcoin didn't just appear. It was, mm. it was the culmination of decades of research mm. with a whole group of what are called cypherpunks, this <laughs> community of cryptographers, computer mm. programmers, this very small online geekish community that we're trying, as soon as the internet was around, really trying to, to figure out this problem. There's many, mm. what people fail to realise, there's actually other forms of digital cash that were before this. Mm. So it's not like, we often talk about Bitcoin as the original. It was the original implementation that worked mm, mm. that that was the and and so once you've done that once you've once you've pulled that genie out of the bottle it's just like well again it's open source you and I, we talked before how you and i can copy it and have it create mm, our own mm, coin and that's what's mm. happened almost i think twenty thousand times um it, it it's you you can't uh, and there. <laughs> <laughs> where it gets very where it gets very tricky is it's sort of like even if systematically they're the same, one thing that you can't emulate is the network effect and the opt-in and the social right. layer that Bitcoin has built over the years. And right, so right, for right. many, many reasons, it's kind of like once you've sort of hit that perfect, copying mm, perfect mm, mm. is not going to be good enough or even making slight tweaks and changes to it is not going to be good enough with it if you just have this tiny abstract centrally controlled mm. captured system. And this was this was the other this was the other thing that makes it Bitcoin very interesting now more so than when it was first invented because at the beginning it was very open to attack. It was a very small network, very few miners mm. with, with a vast majority were controlled by one or two people. And this is, this is the problem that all these other sort of coins have is they actually really just software companies of people who can profit a great deal from them if they can convince others to sort of buy it. But it sort of, mm. it navigated that system very organically before it was even widely known. And it's gotten to a point now, and this is also what's key to understand, is that unlike any other kind of crypto project, this one is completely unchangeable. Satoshi Nakamoto, we don't know where they are or if they're still alive, but if they arrive on the scene today, there's no admin console that they can log into and change anything. Right. It's beyond it's beyond the control of its creator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's and you can be, as I made mention before in the first podcast, you could you could get together the top 100 billionaires and they could form a super villain league <laughs> and there's nothing they could do with all their resources to change the system. Mm. It's, kind of, it's kind of been birthed in this immaculate conception of circumstance and technology and timing and, and we now get to a point that when you want to measure this horrible term crypto as mm. an industry, as a pie chart, and you want to look at that in terms of, as I say, networking power, hash rate, users, wallet size, nodes, all of the things that kind of matter, it's sort of like 98% of everything. So it, it, all these other stuff get far more attention than they, that they deserve. And they are enti- people are right to think they're a grift and they're a Ponzi because they absolutely are. Mm. But, what's, but, but Bitcoin is clearly different. And, and one of the reasons you can say is it's different is that Whenever there is a Ponzi, once the Ponzi gets discovered, that it's the end of it. You know, Bernie Madoff was 
was only able to carry the con so far before it all blew up. And when it blows up, you know, <laughs> we all sort of move on. This, this thing has never missed a beat. Every 10 minutes, give or take, a new block is added and the system has worked flawlessly for 13 odd years or whatever it is mm. um, with more and more people adopting onto it. So I just, I, I just make the point that all of the natural skepticisms and questions that people will naturally have to this thing, I think... If you're new to it, they're all the absolutely right place to start, but you've got to you've got to take notice of the fact that actually a lot of these challenges have been fairly raised but comprehensively dealt with just through the the Lindy effect almost, just that effect of of being time tested. Now you're right, there's nothing that's impossible. The whole thing could go crashing down tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but but the longer it persists, the more interesting it becomes, particularly when it goes from this really weird sort of internet subculture thing mm. to something where you've got Fortune 500 companies with it's on the balance sheet, you've got a, several nation states using it as its, as its official currency, you've got regulation and um, uh, you know central authorities taking it seriously and 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 it being slowly ad- adopted into into the global architecture of the financial system. Mm. It's sort of like you can have a view on it and you can and you can you can not choose to opt in, but it's getting harder and harder to dismiss as a flight of fancy amongst a group of, of crypto nerds. Which is taking us a decent way down a particular path. And again, I'm going to try and drag us back and we will get there, mate, I promise. Um, so I think I I have zero issue with the, I think I said this last time as well, I have zero issue with the just purely super cool nature of the thinking that went behind the creation of this idea, protocol, system, technology, call it what you will. It's kind of everything and nothing in that. Um, in and of itself, it's cool. And I am someone who will say, I know you, you, you slightly spurn this concept of, uh, you know, the blockchain as, as, a, as a separate thing to Bitcoin in the concept of, in the, in the, in, I guess because once we're at Bitcoin, we start talking about the value of the asset rather than the coolness of the technology. So mm-hmm. the idea of a distributed mm-hmm. record of ownership, which is effectively again, I'm correct me for free, but also give me give me the lead, give me the leeway of a layman. Um, mm. You know the, the idea of a distributed record of ownership that doesn't require a central or single central authority. I, I and and the fact that the, the way it's designed such that it is self reinforcing and those ten, tens of thousands of computers around the world make sure this thing is great. I, I can absolutely see. Just the, the the genius of the of the conceptualization of the idea, mm-hmm. the very cool idea of like, what if we could have a oh, thing it's an that intellectual works? breakthrough, no question. Right, right. So what, what if we yeah. could have this thing that worked, and here's how it worked. If it would, yeah, could that be really cool? Yes, it absolutely could be really cool. That's that's the blockchain the blockchain bit for me, and and mm-hmm. there can be there is no again correct me if I'm wrong. There's no limit to the number of blockchain applications or instances or again whatever the right language is we could have page coin and phillips coin and bitcoin and everything else coin and there's no reason why and it doesn't even be something coin right it could literally just be they talked about and it hasn't worked and I, I i think this is a stupid idea as i think you do you know the asx try to put chess the the computerized record of, of ownership idea. of shares on on blockchain the land titles office was at some point i don't know if they're still trying to do it going to put land titles on the blockchain i can kind of see why someone would think that was a great idea because the idea yep. of saying you know what if it was the case that and land titles are probably the easiest one who owns my house well yes the land titles office is one 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 mainframe hopefully backed up somewhere uh you know in, in, a, in a state government office saying scott phillips owns this block of land at this address uh you know so so he just does right and mm-hmm. 
I, at one point, could get a physical piece of paper with the actual mm-hmm. title on it. Apparently, you can't do that anymore, I'm told. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was the definition. Now, it makes a whole lot of sense for me to say, you know what? A government department, no, having that information is, is better than, on, on record, is better than a piece of paper that might get burnt or destroyed or stolen. A bearer, or a bearer instrument. Right. That makes a whole, so, mm-hmm. so a central record makes a whole lot of sense. And to my mind, that's the equivalent of, and a terrible equivalent, but equivalent of internet banking, right? It's like, I can log on and see who owns this particular thing. Mm-hmm. But that one record is kept by the Land Titles Office in New South Wales. It would make even more sense, I could imagine, if the system could be maintained and sustained, which is the open question, uh, to put it on the blockchain where you knew that if the New South Wales Registry Office was hacked, that there are 9,999 mm-hmm. other computers who had that record. And so that the one that was hacked, the, the other computers would say, no, no, that's not real. That's been hacked. We're not going to accept that. And so the record is more protected, for want of a better term, less vulnerable to being deleted, um, hacked, changed by someone with bad intent. So I kind of get the idea, and this is where- No, I'll tell you what, I, can, can I just, can I, can on, I yeah. just jump in? Because Please. I think the line of thinking you've got, I've, I've been down that my way myself, yep. and you you see the appeal of it, but yep. there's there's a fundamental thing that I, that I think it's really important to understand is, is that blockchain can only enforce what's on the blockchain. Right. And blockchain is a digital entity. Yep. So it can record ones and zeros. Yep. You can't the, the 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 meme in Bitcoin is you can't have bananas on the blockchain, right? Because even if you let's say I'm going to use a blockchain, I'm going to do all mm-hmm. of this stuff, and I'm going to put land titles on there, mm-hmm. I still need a central authority to sort of administer the link between an address and the actual physical land. One lives right. in the physical domain that we right. all inhabit, and one lives in a digital domain. So even if you want to be tricky mm-hmm. about using this as a process to record it all. I'm st- I don't get over the problem of a central authority needing to police it, administer it, uh, and and tie it to yeah. it because you know the you know it, it's that's that's why it was always doomed to fail at the ASX because they, they they still need to be there to sort of say well actually this r- relates to this kind of person it doesn't that that's mm. why blockchain is you've got to I think we've got to stop using it as a term as it's like something, it, it has this broad applica- application. It is a solution to a very specific set of problems. Yep. And those set of problems, it solves those sets of problems, but it comes at great cost and inefficiency. Mm. But it's very much worth, you know, copying that compromise because of, of, of what it does and the, the clever the, the clever way that it, that it does it. It just mm. doesn't apply to anything that isn't, that isn't, that can't live on the, in the digital realm on the actual blockchain itself, Except which is why that. money and ledgers are so yeah. perfect for it. Except that it doesn't have to be perfect to be better. I think this is so. You're a Bitcoin purist. I'm going to I'm going to make a, a, an allegation, uh, and you can you can again dissuade me or, or um, convince me otherwise. I think that I, I absolutely accept that that's true, mate. But it may well be that the land titles at least are better on a blockchain system than a central system. With it doesn't it may not provide the perfection of Bitcoin the way you see it, but it can still be better than the current system because it is just simply better. It doesn't have to be perfect. And the fact that land, a land title by definition can't be only digital because land is land until we're all living mm-hmm. in the metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. So so if, if land is real, and it is, and if we have to have a title somewhere, and we probably should, then a distributed ledger would be, I would argue, and you disagree, and you'll know more about this than I do, a better system than a single point of failure. So it may not, I'm not saying it's as perfect as, as Bitcoin or it's the only way to describe the best execution of a blockchain. I guess I'm just saying the concept of a blockchain can actually provide benefits Maybe that are inferior to Bitcoin, but are better well, this, than what we've got now in some of those cases. I think, I mean, it's entirely a reasonable thought. Uh, I guess what's interesting is where we sit now is that that 
that has been pretty tested. This is the kind of the, the, the joke that is, I always offend people when I say this, but you know, it comes <laughs> you from should stop saying it probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's where the failure has been in Ethereum and that. Like you name me one application that, that any, has got any level of adoption mm. out there that, that's been used. All of these wonders that we can unlock with mm. decentralized and blockchains. It's like, it's actually, actually none of it's really been effectively realized. Mm. Maybe it's too early. So maybe that's where I'm being un- unfair with some of this stuff. But it, it just it just ends up being a gimmicky way to solve yeah, right. problems that we've got superior solutions to. And and I think people have wanted to make again out of this informational mm. or this narrative arbitrage where it's sort of like someone invented this really cool thing. Wow, that's great. Oh, it uses blockchain. What's that? Oh, we can use it. Oh, can we? Yeah, we can. Let's get on board. And you raise money and you get it's it's a grift. It, it, it is a grift because those that truly and deeply understand the science and thinking behind this. Mm recognize that it's actually it, that i guess i question the central premise that it is a better way of, mm. of doing the things that you're describing it's actually not so you don't and throughout think, a, you throughout don't think discussion with bitcoin it's yeah. secondary you know it's sort of like it, it's it 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 was created for its for a set purpose and it, and it does that beautifully and that's bitcoin and that's just separate to to uh to, to other ways of maintaining databases okay but do you not think a distributed record of again to go back to land titles would be better than a single point of failure i, I guess i'm trying to i'm not, I'm not suggesting that blockchain is, is yeah, may, only, may, maybe i mean I'm not, right. i don't want to die on that hill right. but i just i'm saying it's such a secondary point to what we're discussing in terms of what is bitcoin and what's the significance of it to say yeah here i can strip down a component part of it and apply it elsewhere and that's interesting it's like yeah, yeah. that's true and we can have that conversation, but I, I just feel as though we're we're veering away from okay. what big Bitcoin is because you're, you're, it's like so. Let's talk about cars, and we spend time talking about you know the type of rubber that they use in the tires. Yeah. It's sort of where it's. With a, with a, I feel as though I feel as though so, it's a distraction. I'll tell, I'll tell I you why I don't think it is. And I'll tell you why I asked the question and why I wanted to separate the two ideas is because understanding the technology, and I, I guess I'm talking about the technology itself, and, and I guess I'm using the technology. Interchangeably, in different contexts to to differentiate between the technology that underpins it and the asset that we're then choosing to count and talk about when it comes to Bitcoin. Because I yeah. think for mine, that's where my sitting on the fenceness is, is not the fact that I have no issue with the technology. I guess that's why I'm making the point that the blockchain tech as in and of itself, I think is, to your point, largely proven. Nothing is perfect, nothing is forever, but largely proven, uh, largely seen its way through and as an idea is, is spectacularly good. Well, the reason mm. I want to differentiate them is because once we talk about blockchain, we then very quickly, maybe we shouldn't, but but in the in the layman's mind, I think it's fair to say, it's certainly in my mind, we then go to Bitcoin, which then suggests that it is a specific asset on a specific blockchain. And then mm. we say, and therefore we start talking about the value of one Bitcoin. In other words, what's a mm. Bitcoin worth? And that's yes. why I want to separate the two out because once we start talking yep. about Bitcoin, we, we, we mix, we, we talked the other day in a podcast about quality and price. Um, yep. And I, I would say there's something Two about, different right? things, two right. entirely so the, different things. Yeah, so the quality yep. in my mind is the technology. The price yep. is, okay, you've got a specific blockchain with a specific token, uh, which is what those yep. kind of cryptos are all called. And then mm. you start to say, well, once you're about Bitcoin, it then comes into, well, how much is it worth? What should you pay for it? What's it going to be worth in the future? And that's, yeah. I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to distract from the conversation, mate. I just wanted to, I want to talk about the tech separately to the specific token, because once we do yeah. that, then we're kind of off and, off and running. But I'm going and to- And that's where I want to get yeah. to as well, because right. I, I think that that's right. I guess the, the point that I, I wanted to make um, right at the start was that they're-, they're mm. um, they're rabbit holes that are worth it, it sort of exploring, but I think mm. you're right. We we need to 
you've got to at some point make the decision as to whether you think the technology is legitimate. And mm. I think we're both on the page of, yeah, well, it is. It's clearly working. It's working exactly as, as designed and intended yeah. And, yeah. and far better than any of us probably thought, except for the hardcore early, early adopters. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's, I guess, what's made me uh, mm. sit up and take notice. Totally, totally. You're very rightly, very rightly say going, okay, well, there's a lot of things that might be around for a long time and work well, but are worth zero. We all use HTML every day. I mean, who's the, who, where's the billionaire that owns that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's no value. Well, there's huge value in it and what it enables <laughs> us to do and yeah. TCP, HTTP, you know, all of the various acronyms and open protocols that the entire, you know, digital information superhighway is built on. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's the point. But where, where it, I think this is another point that you're getting to, which is really crucial to understand is that we, you and I in particular, come from this background and most people think in this way is that we're talking about quote unquote assets in the same general ways that we might talk about um, shares or property or the you know tangible things. Right. And even bonds and other kinds of things, because they do have value in our economy and stuff. And and mm-hmm. and, and this, this Bitcoin is measured in dollars, <laughs> uh, at least how we choose to sort of, measure it and stuff so you, it, it's the net it's the natural question but where it's it's different because if you want to and this is why it's such a big hump to get over if mm. you want to actually legitimately deem it what you might call money and however you might want to define that and mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. actually a harder thing to do than you might imagine um it's it's then a question of saying well i can't i can't value this thing in the way i would value another asset there's no discounted cash flows to use mm. um in, in fact, it's, it's like it's unlike anything else when it comes to valuing. So it's a it's a hundred percent the right question to ask, and it's it's something I spend a great deal of time <laughs> trying to wrap my head around. But I'm happy to I'm happy to dive into it more. But it's it's never gonna. I guess the point is it's never ever ever going to make sense. Yeah. As measured from a different system, and I guess, and also measured measured from a a context that doesn't apply here because mm. money is is different. What is yeah, What right. is the value of the Australian dollar? Hmm. Now, Forex dealers deal with this kind of stuff all the time, and that's a better analogy of, of kind of thinking about it. We've got US dollars, we've got Canadian dollars, we've got pesos, we've got every kinds of thing, and these, these dollars all trade against themselves. Now, in themselves, they're exactly like Bitcoin in the fact that they're fairly, you know, they're entirely ethereal. It's just that one, one system is backed up by the trust of government, the other is backed up by the trust of, of mathematics and, and cryptography. But they're both, that's it, right? They're both, that, 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 and yet, and yet, They're I think abstract representations of, of exchanges of value, it, and that's what's so that's so what's so perplexing about it. So, what is yeah, the US yeah. dollar worth? Mm, How do mm, I think that mm. that's going to go up in value? Mm, what do I mean mm. by that? Do I mean purchasing power or just nominal power? You know, or, or nominal yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a, I, I, I want to lay that out at, at the at the front because it will lead the listener, and it's led me and a lot of people, I think, down the wrong path trying to fit that square peg into the round hole of <laughs> oh, it's a digital asset therefore i need to apply my yeah. my how i value an asset lens to it yeah. it's money if you want to treat it that we can have that conversation mm. but if if that's if you start with that premise i think you approach that valuation question in a, in a more productive way motley full money for more subscribe to the free newsletter at full.com.au forward slash listener Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you out of Bitcoin just for another minute because we will get back there and we will spend the rest of the episode on it. But um, the other question we got was from uh, I'll get to, I'll get to value actually back in a second. But we got a particular question a couple of times uh, from people, including 
from Greg, who says, Super duper quick question for the pod. Your old mate Andrew, brackets, smart as a whip monkey, close brackets, page, all of a sudden is on this Bitcoin is the only crypto in the world thing. 12 months ago or so, we did a whole episode on crypto. He was super keen on applications of Ethereum. What uh, Did I miss what changed, he asked. Now, I'm going to absolutely say, I, I don't think you need this defense, but I'm going to. Um, we should all change our minds when we find a better idea or when an idea we held is no longer valid. Um, and so I don't think anyone listening should be critical of Andrew for changing his mind or not changing his mind. Um, as the old quote goes, if the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do? Um, so I don't have any criticism of you for changing your mind, mate. But on behalf of those listeners, on behalf of Greg... That's a totally fair asked, question. Well, yeah, it's, no, I, I am curious absolutely. because... Um, it, it goes a little bit to the thinking of Bitcoin in and of itself almost as an exception. Yep. And so I yep. guess my, my question is, what changed in terms of your thoughts on Ethereum? Was mm. it a question of this thing is worth zero or was it a question of Bitcoin is obviously so much better or to your regular refrain, is it simply opportunity cost? It's funny, whenever you, if you listen to any sort of the Bitcoin podcasts and uh, Bitcoin Twitter and all of this kind you. of stuff, it's funny, it's funny how... <laughs> Every even the hardcore Bitcoin mm. maxis, maximalists, mm. everyone goes on the same journey, which is right. you're sort of exposed to, like everyone, like people who are new to it listening right now, you sort of hear this thing, there's a lot of terms, it's a big word salad, and you think, oh, there's Bitcoin, well, that's really cool. Oh, there's this <laughs> other one, what's that? Oh, you know, faster block mm. times. Oh, this mm. one, what does this one do? Oh, Ethereum, it's a world computer, it allows for decentralized applications, mm -hmm. and oh, what's that? And it just sort of, we all dabble in it, and um, I think with... <laughs> You learn out that you find out the easy way or the hard way, but then you you mm. do reach a conclusion that actually it's very Highlanderish, just to use an eighties movie reference. Um, in that there can be only one. Mm. And, and the epiphany <laughs> I had with with Ethereum mm. was well, there was, a, there was a couple of things. One, it lacked the very special quality of Bitcoin has in the in the sense that, in, and very ironically, it was it was actually rather centralized <laughs> for something that's meant to be a decentralized <laughs> system. The, you know, um, Vitalik Buterin, the the founder of it like bitcoin doesn't have a ceo right there's no organization mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. there that controls bitcoin but but yep. there is an ethereum foundation vitalik's the founder and he owns a huge amount of coins and he controls it and issuing those coins he sold down a quarter of them last year and made a whole packet of it there's a whole bunch of workers and uh, developers that that work on it that have control that can wind back the clock mm. and have wind back wound back the clock mm -hmm. and so you kind of think wait a sec why are we doing all of this nonsense if someone can come in and change it anyway and has repeatedly changed it. Mm. So, so there was there was that, and then they moved to proof of stake. So this is a whole other topic in and of <laughs> itself. But Bitcoin uses proof of work, which right. uses a lot of energy, and proof of stake is very efficient. The trouble with proof of stake is it's very centralizing. Mm. So the more Ethereum or the more ETH to tokens that you have, the more control you have. Mm. And it starts to sound very similar to the current system where the rich have a lot more control and influence <laughs> over over the poor people, and 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 so it, it's fundamentally flawed. I think a lot of really cool ideas, uh, a lot of Bitcoin people won't say this, but I'll, I'll give it credit where it's due. A lot of cool ideas came out of the Web3 thinking mm. and some of the decentralized uh, applications and stuff that we can do, but it's not going to be built on Ethereum. Mm. And it's not going to be built on Ethereum because it fails at the most fundamental of promise, which mm. is that mm. it's an, an immutable trustless system. And it's, it's just not. I think a lot of those ideas will ultimately be re-implemented 
on on the bedrock that is Bitcoin mm. um, for all the reasons that we can, can elaborate on. But, but yeah, I, I, I went through that journey and I've, I'm very, in fact, increasingly each day that goes by, I'm pretty sure that Ethereum is ultimately a zero in the long term. It might take 10 years. Mm. It's either that or it transitions. And this is the big debate that's happening in the US at the moment. Does it pass the Howey test? And if it does, which is a legal sort of framework to to, to define things, it becomes a security. Right. And if it becomes a security like a business, it's got to have all the usual disclosures and the rest. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it just, it's just a, 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 a kitschy way of structuring a corporation. It's just different, right? It's just right. Come, come at it in a different thing. But instead of shares, we've got tokens. But there are central people who control it more so than others. And it just maybe it sort of morphs and evolves and rolls with the punches and it has sort of changed many, many times and what mm-hmm. it's sort of meant to be and what, what promise it ult- ultimately has. But I think there's a very good chance it goes to zero. And, and if not, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to see material upside that would compensate you for the risk on it. So yeah, I'm, when, for me, and this is what you'll hear increasingly with the collapse of FTX, which we should touch on too, <laughs> and all the other palaver that's happened, yeah. that's happened this year is, is why Bitcoiners get so upset when people mm. in the media use the term crypto, because it's mm. not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like saying the, 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 the penny stock um, is is representative of of you know the top two hundred blue chip stocks in Australia. They're kind of of a there's, there's similarities there, but mm. they're very 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 different beasts. And yet, and yeah. and yet, uh, I I hear that. I I, I wonder, <laughs> somewhat provocatively, how much Bitcoin has become a religion. Uh, and I'll, I'll ask in that two contexts, mate, because I think this is you know, about Bitcoin maxis or maximalists who are kind of like it's Bitcoin or nothing. You know, it's you know, tattered on the forehead type stuff. Uh, you know, live live or die with it on Bitcoin. That that's it. Um, yeah. It's a passionate. I, it's a it's a right? passionate bristly group. That's for I, sure. well. I'm I'm going to I'm going to argue that crypto is absolutely a a fair description. In the same way, ironically, given your description, shares are a very perfectly good description for every company out there the fact Mm. that the crappy penny stock uh you know uh semi or actual fraud you know capital raise business is the same as bhp they're all shares i mean Mm. bitcoin is a crypto ethereum is a crypto and dogecoin is a crypto in in absolute fact isn't isn't it just a case of the whole you know don't 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 dirty my purity with your impure thing over there yeah i mean no it's not really no no, you're right isn't it all crypto just almost by definition like they're all shares no, it's a it's a very fair uh, question. I think the shitcoiners, if I can use that term, will you cannot, will, but thank will you. like to, to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Old coins, if I'm being more, you know, alternate yeah, coins. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, because and I tell you why. Mm. It's because it's a grift. Okay. So if this was harmless with with no one, if Bitcoiners were just raining on their parade, mm. and it was all a big ideological clash, yep. then yeah, I think you've got a very fair point. But I won't. I won't say one hundred percent. But ninety-five percent easily plus, probably ninety-eight percent plus of all those other coins that are out there are outright frauds and grift. Whether even intentionally done or not, yeah, they have. They have. They are. That there is a model. There is a play at hand here. Mm. Spin up your own token. Try and elevate um, awareness and and excitement, and then dump on mm. retail. And so when you get to that point. And this is why this is why Bitcoiners have been pulling their hair out throughout this whole farce that has been FTX. They mm. they they were the ones sounding the alarm bell a year ago, saying mm. get it off the exchange. It's all a Ponzi. It's offshore. It's unregulated. They're trading air tokens. They are pure digital casinos with nothing behind them. Get the hell off! Mm. And then they get you know they get attacked with oh you're being a maxless. Oh it's such a religion. It's like no, they're they're they're, they're 
they are cons and there are real world consequences where you are ripping the naive and the ignorant off. Mm. And that's that's where it's sort of like if it was just a pure ideological argument, we can we can have a bit of fun and debate it. But when it gets mm-hmm. to the point where people's livelihoods and, and futures are on the line, I think that's the point where you actually you, you legitimately stand up and go, no, I call bullshit on all yeah. of that. It's a grift. Get the hell out. This isn't me just saying my my toy is better than your toy, um, even though my toy is better than your toy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it one hundred percent is, yeah. but it's it's sort of like you know, and and mm-hmm. and the facts. Again, we aren't we, aren't, we you and I aren't having this discussion in 2012 or 2015 or 2017 anymore. We're having it in 2022, where we we have seen time and time and time again this thing play out. And it, by the way, it'll happen again. It will happen again, and and ev- and the headlines will appear. Crypto is dead. Bitcoin is dead. It's all a scam. It's like, well, yeah, it is all a scam. But to stop. We stop including us in it, okay? Because we're not we're not those guys. Because because there are no guys. They're all all you really have here. You, again, to your um, point, to get beyond the technology, mm. is you have a very very strong social layer and a a set of circumstances here, which we can purely and rightly and rationally and logically and factually claim there is no one in control. Mm. And what we have here is 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 pure unadulterated digital scarcity and what you guys have is a con to hurt people and it's it that's that's just being blunt i don't i don't disagree with that man i, I guess my point though is it's still they're still cryptocurrencies i mean you know the, 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 no they're not they're, 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 someone spun up someone spun up a token convinced people that it's right. the next greatest thing but that's what the, it is so that's, but that's it, what it is it's a currency in the sense yeah. that they call it a currency sure. in the same way that you and i can make something and call it a currency but, but it's, it's a block not, but it's a blockchain based crypto token the same as if i if you and i spin up a fraud company and, mm. and we issue shares in those companies they're still shares it can be it yeah. can be it can be a grift it can be a fraud it can be a ponzi it can be whatever it doesn't stop yeah. them being shares right i think this is my issue is i don't mind people saying there are different types of cryptocurrencies and bitcoin is better and different for these reasons when people kind of try to pretend that bitcoin isn't a crypto and crypto doesn't exist or that there's bitcoin and everything else that's true but it's not like the, the category it's the, the label still applies right you can't just simply say bhp says no no we can't call those things shares because not really shares i mean yeah they're shares but they're not really shares because not shares like us they're just frauds you know that yeah. they the, it's the just an unhelpful i hear what you're apply, saying right? i hear what you're saying there's a label that's there and it kind of fits to a large degree but it's, i think it's saying just all cryptos ver- are the it, same is that is fair to say yeah. I think what you but that's why really it's unhelpful that's sure, why sure. it's unhelpful because we use sure. words and we generalize them on what what they mean and that i guess that's why you yeah. get the pushback because yeah. it's sort of like yeah in in a lot of ways they're they're identical but mm-hmm. in in the in the most important ways it's extremely it's polar opposites, and that's that's the that's that. the point to make. So we can call them that. We can you can label it whatever you like, yep. but at the end of the day, in terms of the essence of it, the character of it, um, it it's 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 different. And there is only one. Yep. There's only one example of of that thing in the world that has has that pure unadulterated decentralization and has bootstrapped mm-hmm. itself up organically from the ground in this kind of weird immaculate fashion where we've just we've 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 now got it to a point where it's like if i'm going to use mm. this technology what am i going to use here you, are, yeah. you used to give me crap about using my kobo instead of my kindle <laughs> right and it was a very legitimate one i still would if you like, still are by the way go on i sit in a cupboard somewhere <laughs> 
But it's just like, here I am opting into a network that no one uses, right? And here you've got this other one, again, from the fact that, again, not even Satoshi himself has any control or influence over this kind of thing. But it's just sort of like, it's it's safer, it's more secure, (laughs) it's more distributed, it's more accepted, it's more trusted, there's more applications built on it. It's just sort of like, it's just... I hear what you're saying. It's just I want to move past all of that, and I want to encourage other people to move past sure. all of it as well sure. for, for those reasons because it's we are playing into the hands of the grifters because they mm-hmm. want you that they want to be associated with Bitcoin. They want right, to. Right. They want that luster. Right, and they want it for, yeah. for pure greed and grift. And that's it, yep. it. Sounds harsh, but but it is. That's fair. And, and, all and, all and, shares and, are shares, and, but they're all the same quality. I think it's probably the same same. And when they and, yeah, yeah, and then the same applies too. It's sort of like. When when they inevitably blow up, mm. as they always mm. do, mm. it's just sort of like stop yeah. stop pointing the finger at, at Bitcoin. I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm <laughs> yeah. The people have to stop I'll pointing fight. the finger at Bitcoin. The, yeah. the very people who called it BS in the first place, yeah. and the very th- thing and system that has been completely untouched by any of this kind of stuff, except for mm. this sentiment mm. and the and the short term price. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just it's just very infuriating, and it, and it stems <laughs> from a reasonable but very mm, fundamental mm. misunderstanding of what, what we're talking about. Mm. Mate, um, can, I, can I throw another one at you? I, I said I, it, it, it feels like a bit religious, a bit, a bit zealous in, in another way, which is, as you've described it, you've described a, a and by the way, these are mostly devil's advocate questions, or I'm not actually having a go. Um, no, no, you've you've described that, you talk about, you know, there's only one system that is trustless. There's only one system that is this. And I think the, the Bitcoin true believers take those things as necessary, desirable, uh, perfect, better, all those kind of things. And I'm going to say on behalf of a lot of people listening that I personally am happy to trust my bank. I have a credit card with ANZ, for example. Uh, I'm happy to trust that bank. And they may not be... I I like someone being in charge and I like having an appeal to authority and I like having Mm -hmm. some components to that. And I think my my criticism, I think, of, of some of the true believers of Bitcoin is that they look at the things that are different about Bitcoin and then hold those things out as necessarily and unquestionably, air quotes, better. That, that mm-hmm. the value system which is see no one controls us so therefore it's better I'm like well I'll use your Ethereum example not that I have a dog in the fight on Ethereum but mm. if, if, if the system can actually benefit from having a single person or group in charge like companies as you say mm. um, to, to make them better you know Apple has a CEO and shareholders and they have been extraordinarily beneficial for the world um, mm-hmm. to, <laughs> for, the, for the laugh of it consider Twitter and Mastodon right Mm-hmm. Um, Mastodon is this federation of things where, blah, 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 and see, so it's so much better than Twitter because X. Like, yeah, but people just like Twitter and they don't care that Elon's running it. And I've yeah. got my issues with Elon, you got your issues with Elon, but you know, Twitter itself still works. I, I the, the religious thing I kind of bristle at a little bit is the the whole idea of like these things are different about Bitcoin and therefore it's better and therefore I should think they're better. And it starts to yeah. get a little bit almost conspiratorial. See, no one's in charge of it. No one can tell me what to do with my money. I'm the only one here. Well, it's, a, it's, it's, a bit it's an act of faith, level, right? isn't it? Uh, to go from it being... Uh, theoretically better to it actually people enough people recognizing that and opting into it they're, they're, they're two different things is what you well I, I think yeah in the, in the sense right. that in the sense that it has to be that way and the the very fact yep. that it, that it is that is enough yes at your point about yep. money you know we, we we've used money for god knows how many centuries in australia for a couple hundred years and we're happy to accept the faith in government in fact we like the fact that we know that mm-hmm. we know that we know that five australian bucks is five australian bucks is five australian bucks and if it comes to mm-hmm. it i go to the royal australian mint and say here's my five dollars please credit it to my bank mm-hmm. account 
Mm-hmm. Um, th- that 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 bit of kind of if you if you were to break apart the fact that the things that you and others say are so great about Bitcoin, those those attributes that are almost kind of ideological or philosophical at some level, um, mm-hmm. I can agree that those things are good. I don't necessarily agree that they're necessarily better or necessary. That's so, so from a yeah, from a, a zealotry yeah. ideology philosophy. But I don't mean any of those words pejoratively, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, doesn't you know? How, how does how does that how does that kind of you know? If I don't care about those things, and enough people yeah. that care about those things, does it does it does that does Bitcoin need those things to be no. widely accepted by everybody to be successful? Oh, I see. so yeah. So so I, there's a, oh, there's so much to say there, and it's such an excellent question. <laughs> no, no, it's an excellent question. So the first is I'll, I'll start with saying that for something to be really disruptive, it needs to be at least ten times better. Yeah, we've we I think I've used this before where we've talked about sort of. Um, Betamax versus VHS mm-hmm. or Blu-ray versus the, you know whatever the, there are things that that technically are better but never get the adoption. Yeah, yeah. And I think my my the way I square the circle there is that yeah they were a little bit better, mm. you know, and other factors are able to play a bigger mm. part. So there is mm. an act of faith that when you look at at Bitcoin to say well it's not just a question of oh this has got some advantages therefore the world's going to wholesale shift onto this <laughs> new financial system. Yeah, it it literally is to my mind. And again, the deeper you go down mm. the rabbit mm. hole from a from a um, practical standpoint, it's actually, yeah, I think it is probably 10 or 100 times better mm. in terms of whether, you know, it, it's faster, it's safer, it's more secure, mm. it's more trustworthy. It's 100 different things. Which I, I, wanna, I won't rattle through the list. But you're still right. Even even that is a big hump to get over when what you're talking, you're not talking about disrupting the latest smartphone. You're talking about disrupting the monetary system. <laughs> As we know it. Yes, exactly. As we know it, right? Yeah, so yeah. that is, that is, you said, that is why it's such a great question to ask. And that I think is a lot of, once people have gone far enough down, that's that's the question that they settle on. And that certainly, Lord knows, that's been a question I've been wrestling with for, for a long time. Mm. The other thing I would say too is, is and I'll get you to my answer, but I, mm. I, I, I think- um, there's a good saying in, in the scene of um, check your financial privilege as well because we are mm. extraordinarily privileged to live in Australia and have access to the systems and institutions that we do. Sure, yeah. So when you actually want to talk on a statistical basis, like if you were just going to be some random person on the planet, there's a very, very high chance or decent chance you know, it's, mm. of you ending up in a jurisdiction where you're unbanked or you're cut off from the financial system mm. or you're living in a, a system of very significant financial repression and hyperinflation. I was like, like literally right now, dozens of countries around the world are living with hyperinflation. So that, yeah. that, tr- changes, that changes the perspective of, of things a lot. Mm. And that's, mm. that's another thing you've got to remember here. This is a true, there's no borders in Bitcoin. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. digital, right? So it's literally yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, how do how do you get enough people opting on? And this is this is the interesting part of it for me is that it is what it is in the sense that whether you or anyone else decides that they ever want to even look at it, mm. it exists and it's just there ticking away in the background. Mm. And you'll ignore it for a long time and then you'll see it and then you'll laugh at it and then you'll fight it and then it'll win to, uh, to bastardize a Gandhi saying. The dynamic here is, and I think a really, it's so fundamental to my framework on this is that it, it, it gets used a lot as a mental model, but the, the network effects here are insane. So what you've got mm. is for better or worse right now, 
I, there's different estimates and it's hard to know for sure just because of the, the, the nature of the thing. But mm. there's, there's probably um, a million people with at least one Bitcoin out there. Now, that's a significant leap from where it was even just a few years ago. Right. And when you look at that and you try to measure it by unique wallet addresses or the number of nodes on the network, or it's just growing and growing. So you're getting people who are completely permissionless nature just for what, right or wrong, maybe they're all crazy, but they're opting onto this system. And every time someone adds onto that system, that system becomes a bit more valuable for everyone because there's someone else who values this thing and will accept it in, in, as, a, as a means of exchange. Mm. And so you have this phenomena where that's just been driving forward and forward and forward. So you have to ask yourself rightly, as you're getting to here, is like, well, so how do I know this thing's going to be value, valuable? For me, it rests on the crux that if it survives – and if it sees increasing adoption, and these kinds of adoptions tend to be what they call S-curve type adoptions, which in which means that the the time it takes you to get from zero to ten percent is the time it takes you to get from ten to ninety percent. It's a very very right. slow sloping curve, and then it slopes up like a hockey stick, and then it levels out again. Like that, whether whether you're talking about microwaves or electricity or steam engine or computers or mobile phones, they all follow that that same kind of pattern. And at this early stage, it's not for sure, but it very much looks like it's on that path. And as it, as it gains increase, it's increasingly seen as something that is real and it's just going to be a human perception thing. But, but again, right now, there's at least a million people out there who for, for rightly or wrongly think that. Mm. You'll, you'll find that this thing, thing tends to strengthen. On top of that, you're getting, just as we did with all the open protocols, they're very clunky at first. You've got to have a level of t technical sophistication to set up your own email server and all of this kind of stuff. But it's there is so much, because it's open source, there's so much work being done on it that in this last year alone, the development that is out there. So for someone to get involved, to opt in, is literally go to the Play Store or the, or, or the iStore and, and just download an app. Anyone you want, there's, there's hundreds of them because again, they're all open source. Press a few buttons and you can buy it and you're on it and you're, you're now in the system. There's increasing number of places that will accept it as a means of payment. There's increasing number of people who are just happy to use it as a savings technology. And so... The day that that stops that trend, I'm, I'm out. You know, okay. I kind of think that 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 fundamentally breaks my thesis. But if if that trend continues, it gains value. And again, I can't value it in a cash flow basis, but right. it gains value because it just it provides more utility to more and more people, and we will more and more perceive value on it. And in fact, there's this weird dynamic where the more value that is loaded on it, actually, the more the, the more practical it becomes because now as larger institutions, there's, right. a, there's a liquidity depth there that enables things that are very hard to do with very thinly traded kinds of, kinds of things. And it's it 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 just, I mean. It has it, why people can say things like it will disrupt banking and the modern financial system with a straight face is because, I mean, you've got to get past the people laugh at so many of these aspects of Bitcoin, not realizing that they're laughing at aspects of the current financial system. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. It's all ledgers, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. everything yep. is a ledger. Yep, like, at the central bank to commercial banks to your own budget to your own bank account, they're all ledgers. Correct. This is just a different way of doing a ledger. And can you trust the Australian government? Yeah. Can you trust the Australian government in 100 years' time? I don't know. Probably, maybe. I don't know. But mm. can I trust that this network will operate as it's intended, as designed mm. over that period? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And unless the internet goes down, in which case 
you know, you'll be too busy fighting zombies to worry about what your investment <laughs> returns are going to be like. So it's kind of like as long as society doesn't collapse and the internet remains up and more and more mm. people use it, it inevitably trends towards a much, much higher value. But it's not something – and having said all of that, I don't say it's something that you buy as a get-rich-quick, but you, you, could have, you come for the money go up technology but you sort of stay for the for the revolution i think is is one way of looking at it because it's it's actually as a tool and i'll come back to my point that money is just a technology and a tool it is to your earlier point not just a little bit better it's a hundred times better and it's something that doesn't need yours or the central banks or the government's permission they can't stop it they've tried to stop it they can't and it's just there it's just the genie's out of the bottle we have the technology it's being used right now and every day, more and more more people are using that. And again, if you push that forward, well, it, it just it just leads to probably it's either zero or it's a hundred x over the next ten or twenty years. That's that's the kind of dynamic that you look at. And where I can get, I can talk about these things with a straight face, fully recognizing that we might be laughing about this in five years' time because yeah. someone hacked it or something, and it just the whole thing went to zero. I I still make the 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 assertion that. It is reckless at, in the year 2022, soon mm. to be 2023, not to have <laughs> a 1% allocation on Bitcoin. Mm. Because if you're wrong, and again, you can look at this from an expected value perspective and, and the rest of it, and yet maybe you are wrong. Maybe there's a 70% chance that I'm wrong on this and it goes to zero. If the other 30% chance it goes up 50x or something, mm. maybe it's just the market cap of gold and it just sort of stalls at that level, then then there's a very rational, level-headed, pragmatic reason to have a small exposure to it. Hmm. Which is a nice way to get towards the end of our podcast, mate, because it does come down to valuation or questions of valuation. You've already, you've already kind of talked to the range of potential outcomes. So I, I, what I tend to get... St- so there's a couple of things I think in terms of those odds are unknowable. So yep. what you know, is yep, it 70%, 70% chance of zero or 99% chance of zero or yep. 99.9 or 2% chance yep. of zero. Um, which, changes, it, which changes the conclusion dramatically. Right. If it's a 99% chance of zero, then it's a terrible bet. Right. Oh, it does go to the market cap of gold. Is it, is it, uh, the upside is it 10x that? Is it, is it half of that? So the, yep. the, these are, as with any investment, including shares, by the way, which is the other question we've got from people, which is fundamentally just why buy Bitcoin rather than shares? Now, I'm going to assume the answer to that is simply you, that expected valuation calculation in your head means it's a it's a... It's yeah. a worthwhile investment on opportunity cost basis. Do, do both. It's, it's not an yeah. all. There's plenty of people with share portfolios that have an investment property. You know, yes. like you don't, there's, totally. there's no rule that says you can't mix. And, I, and I'm not advocating for, hey, ditch all your shares, get rid of your investment <laughs> properties and go all in on yeah. Bitcoin. I'm definitely yeah. not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that you you can have your cake and eat it too here. And that that's, mm-hmm. that's in mm-hmm. fact a very solid argument, I think, is to sort of say, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm a, most of my money is in shares. Let me just be clear for the record mm-hmm. here. I'm a huge... <laughs> passionate investor in ASX stocks. Mm. Um, but this is this is a phenomena that's been unleashed on the world that's just, as I said, the longer that time goes on continues to persist. And it feels like at this point, even though the, you know, it's it's still twenty five thousand Australian dollars despite the fall that it's mm, had. Mm, mm. You know, this, this is this is more than half a trillion dollars in market cap as a network today. You know, and d- despite all of that, uh, it, it's uh, what am I trying to say? It you, 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 the in to my analysis, the expected value calculation again, we can argue the specifics, but it comes out in a way where advocating for a one or two percent exposure is very easy to do. What is, as we round out, 
what is Bitcoin worth? If I asked you, Andrew, how much is Bitcoin worth? How, how much, how far undervalued? I assume you think it's undervalued. That's why you own the share or the, the mm-hmm. currency tokens because you think they're going to be worth more in future. What's yeah. it actually worth, do you reckon? Yeah, and this is, comes back to this this tricky thing with money. What is mm. what is money? Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's more yeah. about the It's more about what what value we load onto the system, mm-hmm. and what and what reason we would want it to have a higher value. It, it become it, it, as I said. There's this fascinating relationship where the more value that's put into it, the more useful it becomes. It can handle more and more of mm. the transaction flow. It can handle more and more of the savings demand. So it's sort of there's this self referential aspect mm. to it. So I'm never going to be able to give you an exact figure. Yeah. But when I've tried to do it and you you again like we said on a recent podcast, you don't have to just pick a figure and stick with that come hell or high water. Right? You come up with a range and I've found it useful to look at it from a comparative standpoint. So gold gold is large gold has served the same role historically and bitcoins often called digital gold. Mm. Um but it's largely a useless metal. The vast, vast majority we've ever dug up is just sitting in a vault. There's a bit in jewelry, there's a bit in dentistry, there's a tiny bit in circuitry, but you know, some some huge percentage is just useless metal that we yeah, we yeah. that has this wonderful property of being scarce and immutable, which is why why it's so useful as money. But even in the digital world, and even though it's rather antiquated, we still value that at ten trillion dollars globally, the global market cap of of gold. And so if you were to say, well, that's that's a reasonable proxy. Um, for Bitcoin. As I say, that's, I don't know what, in US dollar terms, that's a 50x sort of gain from him. Right. And then it's not hard to sort of say, well, what's the monetary premium on property, on shares? When I say the monetary premium, mm-hmm. not the value that you would get purely from a, a cash flow analysis, but by people holding these investments as a store of value. And by the way, property has been an incredible store of value. <laughs> um, but but there, there is that dimension to it. If, what does that take? Does it steal 5%, 10% of those markets? global bond markets. I mean, the, the sky's kind of the limit and, and, and the phenomena and the dynamics at play here is I don't want to make the con- conclusion right now to you, mate, that oh, it will get there. And a lot of Bitcoin people will say that they have absolute, you know, religious zeal and faith that, that it will happen. I think it definitely on the, it looks like it's potentially on the path to that happening. But my point is more interesting one, I think, where it's kind of like at each stage we get clo- closer to it, the more likely it kind of is. It, 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 the momentum becomes so substantial on this thing that it becomes un, unstoppable. And as I say, when I look at the history from 2009 to 2012, um, and you want to look at, you move out the fluctuations in price and mm-hmm. again, focus on the true quote unquote fundamentals of this thing, which is the the size of the social layer of this thing, the, the number of people opting in, maintaining it, spending time, energy, resources, money in perpetuating this system has only moved in one direction. And not only that, but is accelerating. And not only that, all of those phenomena are accelerating throughout a period of 2022 where we've had blow up after blow up in the quote unquote crypto space. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just sort of like, well, something's, it's just, it's it's, a, it's the go-to analogy, and I apologize for it, but it just, as someone who lived through it, it reminds me so much of that internet boom, of all the promise in the world, lots of fake experiments, lots of overzealousness, a lot of failed, you know, a lot of Ponzi's and all the rest of it. But through it all, there was a legitimate groundbreaking breaking mm-hmm. paradigm shift in the technology. And it reached a point where you could be high, actually a very reasonable, smart people were calling BS on the internet in 1998. Mm. But by 2008, you just couldn't, you were, you were sent to the insane asylum to say <laughs> that the internet wasn't that big. <laughs> so my point is, my point is don't feel as though you have to right now make a bet and that's what it is and I have to go, well, mm. no, no, I'm saying 
leg in at this point. Now they make, let's say that the thesis continues and we're, we're talking in another year's time and now we've got 5 million people by best estimates opted into the system. Mm. Uh, and let's say the price has, has gone up a little bit. Let's say there's been a whole bunch of new uh, uh, implementations in point of sale systems and on networks and on di- different ease of use cases with, with apps and things like Twitter using it as the backbone for their payments. It's all kinds of things like that. It, it, it feels as though, well, now, even if the price is higher, the risk is far, far lower. That, mm. the, that momentum it has developed is, is now at a point where I really, I'm really not going to be able to not take it seriously. Now, where that point is for you will be different to me. I've reached the point where I've kind of, I feel as though it's sort of, it's got that train. Mm. But my, I guess as we finish up here, what I want to say to people is it's not my, I, I don't own Bitcoin. This is the thing, right? I got no, I got no benefit from whether or not you as an individual buy it or, or, or not. But, but what I am saying is if it's, take it seriously. If you don't find enough conviction right now, whether it's 1% or half a percent of your portfolio, don't touch it. There's no way you should go in on, on any one person sale, and least of all if you're not certain of it. But what I am saying is figure out for yourself a point or milestones that you would need to see happen for you to change that stance. Because if I am right, and I could be 100% wrong, but if me and, and others are, are right on this, you will see certain um, dominoes fall. And at each time they do fall, you need you need to make a decision as to whether this is something you need to, to, to take seriously. Now, it might be that those dominoes never fall, and it might be that things all go in a completely different direction, which is fine, no harm, no foul. But there's a risk-reward trade-off here, right? So the, the lower the risk you want, the lower re- return you get. Everyone gets the price of Bitcoin they deserve, is, is the old, <laughs> old saying. So if you're early, you've got huge upside, and we are ridiculously early at this point in time. But the cost and that I'm bearing and others are bearing, I wouldn't say not much cost because it's not, it's not massive for me, but, but the cost that, I'm, that, that I'm, I'm wearing is that, yeah, okay, I'm wrong. Um, uh, well, no, so let, me, let me say that again. My, the, the, the cost, I could lose a lot or I could make a, 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 a significant amount. Someone who waits five years may not have nearly that kind of downside, but at the same token, they'll have much less upside as well. So you just need to find a point for you that is comfortable. My worry is, is that too many people, this is, this is the um, Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Too many people <laughs> reach a conclusion, a very, a very understandable conclusion hmm. after having first encountered it. And at a very high level, you hear a few things, you make a, you make a, a, a judgment on it, and then that's it. And I think that is the danger here. So I don't want to sway people one way or the other, but I think that intransigence, if I'm right, could be one of the bigger mistakes you make. Because you don't often see, you know, uh, technological leaps of, of this nature. The internet was and mobile phones, probably two recent ones, electricity before that. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they don't come along that often. And, and this, this could potentially just be one of those occasions. That's a wonderful place, I think, mate, to finish this off. But I have one more question for you, and it's related to price. And it's it's a it's the one I again I I think you make a very very compelling case for the entire thesis. What I can't, if I think about because Bitcoin is both, or maybe it's not, but I think it's both a store of value and a currency in in different contexts. Mm. And I do know some. Well, I think I know. I've seen some uh, Bitcoin maxis. Maybe they weren't maxis. I don't know. I don't know what you have to be to be a Bitcoin maxi these days. Uh, some people say, no, no, it's not a store of value. It's, it's only a currency. Others say, no, it's not a currency. It's only a store of value. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's neither. Maybe it's somewhere in between. Um, 
what I what I, I, if as a store of value, as a digital gold, I can absolutely get the um, the value argument right if enough people want mm. it like gold if no one wants gold it's not worth anything gold's not worth something because it exists right gold's worth something because everyone agrees they that's worth something they want some as well and they want a part of the value that we've as you two point about currencies in general right assets are the same you know mm. why why is a block of land worth a certain amount of money because someone else will pay that much for it if it comes to it because they want it more than you do yeah. uh, that's how prices are set so at, yeah. at, a, yeah. at an asset level i think that makes perfect sense that you could have a view and i don't have this view, not I not had the opposite view, that at some point more people will want it and there's only a certain number of them and the more people that want them, they'll pay more for them and therefore, therefore they're worth more. I think that mm. makes a whole lot of logical sense to me. Mm. And as I said, gold's not worth anything. Like fundamentally not worth anything, except that it's an agreed or, or you know, implicitly agreed um, uh, proxy for the hours that we work and the amount of things that we want and, and how that mm. kind of can be exchanged. That's mm. what money is. Mm. Yeah. If, though, Bitcoin is increasingly seen as a currency, the Australian dollar isn't worth a million US dollars and the US currency isn't worth a million Australian dollars. The, the ratios and proportions are, uh, swing in relatively fixed amounts at relatively low values. And despite the enormous growth in the US economy over the last X period of time, and the growth of the Australian economy too, by the mm, way, mm. Um, these things haven't swollen to become worth more than their, their own economies or than someone else's economy in and of themselves because they are just an exchange mechanism and there's no there's no inherent value in them it's just a matter of one token buys this much labor and this much whatever and we could agree tomorrow uh that the us dollar was worth one australian cent or a mm. hundred australian dollars and it wouldn't be any different it would just be the exchange would be would be done differently now we wouldn't agree on that for obvious reasons the market would find its price i'm curious if bitcoin does become a currency if it's just literally that that passed over token between labor and goods or, or you know my goods and your goods or whatever else we however else we just define it how does Bitcoin, how does it not simply just become, you know, anything it needs to be? Because it is just literally that pass-through exchange. If, yep. it's not, if it's not an asset, if it, if, if it is an asset, to the extent that yep. money is stored, it's worth something. If mm. I have $100 in my pocket versus $1, it's worth more to me. So more of them is more than better than less. I get that. Mm. Mm. I'm just curious as to if it just becomes a, a part of the velocity of money. How, do, yeah, how does it end up with that sort, of, that sort of value? Yeah, I know exactly what you're getting at. So if you and I were having this conversation and we were at the top of the S curve here, so in other yeah. words, we've gone through the adoption. I think actually that's that's the desired end goal here. You you want it to be reasonably stable, right? You know, it, 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 one of the great weaknesses of it all, especially the and this is the huge challenge in the early days, is is dealing with that volatility. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's it's a massive challenge. I mean, I would argue, and others have argued, that well, what else would you expect if something was bootstrapping from the ground oh, up totally. organically? No criticism. Yeah. What else would it look like, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a there's a, there's different phases to this, and so I guess the argument is is that we are in the phase of this thing monetizing, mm. and monetizing in a way where there's there's just in, increasing people accepting that monetization. It's probably the best way to put it, mm. and so that phase does see I I I, I, I lead to to more rapid value accretion than what you should normally assume because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it can't go trees don't grow to the sky and even bitcoin doesn't grow to the sky right like it, it, it's not it's not worth an in, an infinite amount so there's right. there are the the potential upside on a on a dollar term and this is the other challenge we're measuring one one system with another here. right you that's know that's my point. the exchange by definition yeah yeah so so i'd also challenge your view that you know a dollar is a dollar is a dollar if you right. want to look at the market cap of dollars mm. it's increased it's increased dramatically right. because there's just more dollars that are out there so sure. what that means is that 
in the real world, which matters to all of us, is that mm. there's not the same amount of commodities and resources and everything is still out there. We've mm. just got far, we've got a far, we've got a system with a far bigger market cap. So and yeah, US dollar is for this week and next week and next month, more or less the same kind of thing. Mm. But actually over time, it's worth much, much less because, mm. because we're, we're, we're dividing that resource pie up into ever smaller amounts. Mm. And this is why another big pillar of the Bitcoin argument really is, is that you don't have that. You've got a finite fixed supply with a fixed issuance. Right, right. So, so I think two things. I think one, there's a monetization phase which sort of hyper accelerates things for a, for a relatively short period of time. And that, that could be a couple of decades, really, mm. on the timescales that we're talking at. But that, but then a more then a more consistent one, which probably grows. It's very it's very radically different, really, because it's more overall a deflationary system ultimately, because coins ultimately get lost and the rest of it. There's just you, you can never expect more than 21 million. Yeah. And I can say that with mathematical certainty. Yeah. So, so I think on that basis alone, you will see not so much in how we measure it with one dollar or another, but how much goods and services I can acquire with one Bitcoin or one Satoshi, to use the denomination, <laughs> um, uh, I, think, I think has a good chance of, of going up on the proviso that, that, it, that it does see in, in increasing, increasing usage. Hmm. And I think that, is where we'll finish this episode. Mate, you've been very, very generous with your time. You've been very passionate with your oh, Dude, don't, don't thank me for this. This is, this is, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't have stopped me from doing this podcast. <laughs> I go for another three hours just quietly. I was going to say, our, our listeners won't know this was actually a five and a half hour conversation. Condense down. <laughs> so you just don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, mate, seriously, I, I'm, I'm deadly serious. You, you've answered uh, some, uh, not, I always say challenging questions. I'm not, I'm not seriously, my, my, I'm any better at well, questions. You want than the challenging else, questions, but, right, right? You want, I, I want to just, sorry to jump in, but I got to repeat this and stress this as much as I. I can like any whether it's this or investment property or anything you challenge your thinking right because you could be wrong and if you're wrong you stand to lose some money <laughs> so i'm actually this i said i've joked to you before this is i found myself in this i really didn't choose this position to be in and talk about it and cop all the crap that i cop with it but it's it's just that you you start digging in expecting to find the smoking gun that goes right. oh yeah it's obviously he's a joke it's just, it's just that every time i went deeper i was like huh Okay. Well, what about this then? Huh. Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you've been very kind of letting me ask you those challenging questions anyway, mate. Please, mate, like, please I, I really so. want you to. I really yeah. want you to. Like, as challenging oh. as it can be because that, that's what – it's steel on steel, right? It, it just yeah. – it sharpens It sharpens the thinking. Very good. Will you come back on Sunday? Yeah, for sure. For a mailbag uh, – for a Bitcoin-free mailbag? We'll have to we'll, – we'll talk stocks <laughs> as usual. I'll look forward to it. I'll see you then. Full on. Cheers. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under Financial Services Licence 400691.